Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dave Noodles, and we are on the Type 88 show, where we talk to people about how they turn their dreams into reality. And this woman right here is a teacher, scholar. When I met her, she was helping youth, and she's educating, and she just hasn't stopped. And her, she just keeps leveling up every time I turn on social media. She's writing something, getting an award, going somewhere else, following her dreams, going to different places that I would have never imagined. And I'm grateful to have her here with us today. So I just want to welcome Claire Jimenez to the Type 88 Show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. That is so kind. Thank you very much. So yeah, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Maybe you could tell us where you started. Like, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? So I was born in Brooklyn, and I lived in Brooklyn for, I guess, until maybe third or fourth grade, and then I moved to Staten Island, which is a, a common story that Brooklyn to <laughs> that Brooklyn yep. to Staten Island pipeline. And I lived, um, and I went to school first at a small little Catholic school called St. Paul's. When we moved out over here, it was right by St. Peter's Boys, and then um, I went to sixty one, um, and after that to Tech. Yeah, so that's where I started. And I always loved writing and then teaching and working with young people. And so uh, I guess that was, <laughs> I guess that was that was my beginning. That's amazing. So like, when did you kind of find writing? Because you know, you said you, you enjoy writing. Was it like a hobby? Was it something like a class you took? Like, how did it find you? How did you find writing? I always loved reading. Like I always loved reading and writing. I was like the weird kid in at IS 61 who brought like a book of Emily Dickinson poems to, you know, class. I was like, and I remember what it looked like. It was like a white book with like, so, you know, like red flowers on it. And I brought it to 61 and it was like probably $4 on sale from Barnes and Nobles. Um, and while everybody else was reading and doing other things, you know, but I always loved reading. I always loved writing. I don't think I realized that I was going to be a writer till much later when I could see myself, you know, become see like a pathway towards that. Because I think a lot of us, you know, we grow up and it's like your parents are like, get a real job. My parents wanted me to be an engineer, especially, you know, going mm -hmm. to tech. And But I was terrible at math and I still am terrible at math. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up um, becoming an artist, which is... <laughs> probably every immigrant family is like nightmare, but, <laughs> uh, but I did uh, a lot of teaching and youth development in addition to, to the writing. And then, um, I mean, I started off, I actually went to, when I got out of college, I graduated into a recession, you know, it was 2006, I had graduated and then I couldn't find jobs. And it was that 2008 sort of crash. And I was working a lot of retail. I worked at Victoria's Secrets at the Staten Island mall and this swimsuit shop in a, um, in the Upper East Side, <laughs> and because uh, I couldn't find a job, and I did that for a little bit and worked at after school programs, and then I realized I was like, what do I? And I was kind of miserable, and I realized that um, not with the after school because I always loved working with young people, and I continued to do that, but with working retail, and I I just realized I love to write, and I. I try to figure out how can I do that, right? And and also live and survive. And that's when I started to Google like MFA programs. And I kind of went and I was gonna, I was like, I'm gonna shoot my shot, I'm gonna try. And one thing that I think you'll appreciate knowing like the content and things you're always posting about um, 
the first time I applied for MFA programs, I did not get in at all. And I was devastated. And I was working a, a couple of jobs I hated. And I just remember being so overcome with emotion about it. And um, and then I talked to a teacher, Emma Garcia, I'll never forget. And she was like, no, you're just going to try again next year. And I tried again and I got into a few programs. And, the, you know, so I say all that because I know that with, with you, you're always like, follow your dreams. You have to keep on going. You know, failure is not failure in the way we think of it. Right. And sometimes that's that those little dips are are part of your path. Right. And so I I did that and I got into an MFA program. The, the second year I went to Vanderbilt in Nashville, Tennessee. It was a fully funded program. I remember going there. They had fl- flown me out and they were recruiting to recruit their students, they pick 800 people apply and they pick like three people, you know, and then they try to lure you. And I was like, I don't need to be lured. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm here. You're going to pay me to write like, and I get to learn. And it was a huge blessing. Uh-huh. I mean, there were some hard parts too, but I learned a lot from that. Um, and then I came back and I worked in New York for a while and then tapped out again and did the PhD program. I, I think I constantly going to school and then coming back to New York, you know, so um, wow. that is how I realized I could write. And I, you know, I, I just want to shout you out because you wrote a, you actually wrote a grant for me like eight years ago <laughs> or seven years ago. And I just you wanted to show, I just wanted yeah. to show you my appreciation. Not to go off topic, but it ties into the writing. You wrote me that, and that really sparked me to be at so many different schools. Uh, yes, uh, twenty one. Like, I don't know if you watch basketball, but that was like John Stockton, like because he's known for throwing assists. Yeah, he's the leader of assists. So I always be like, yo, that's like John Stockton. <laughs> you threw the ultimate assist to me, and I really appreciate it. And I thank you. I think about it every year, and I'm like, you know, shout out to Claire. And I say to myself, yo, shout out to Claire. I don't know how many programs I would even be doing if it wasn't for you having the vision and be and putting the pieces together so I, I really thank you for that thank you Dave. oh man i remember this i mean you were doing such great programs and believe but remember uh, i was we were just talking about this but like the at the carter center making the stop bullying shirts mm-hmm. i i haven't seen like that follow through with that project like from the conception to the actual making of the shirts you know the kids were just they they loved it and they had uh, you know they their eyes lit up and it was like you know seeing seeing what they had dreamed come to fruition in this really cool art artistic way was such a wonderful project yeah they would they would wear those shirts so yeah so so you know your story is just so awesome because you found these kind of like underground paths almost where like they're not really commercial in the sense of like become a lawyer become a doctor you know you found these programs that you were able to get an education get paid and follow your dreams like that that to me is just like some people would consider that like hacking it like like (laughs) but it's not hacking it when you work as hard as you do you know and you so like research and writing like that's amazing to be able to to even find those because people don't even know those things exist it's you know it's a lot of years too and i try to tell people this because sometimes we only see like when people 
succeed, but it's also a lot of years of failure. That's why I mentioned that thing, you know, like there's a lot of years of struggle. There's a lot of years of, I mean, even when you, when we had met, like I was working like three or four jobs and like barely making rent, you know, it was adjuncting and I was working at the Carter Center and one other job. I can't, I can't remember. Oh, Stan Ellen Arts. Duh, that's our, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, but like I, I was doing all of that work and trying to put together a paycheck and, you know, just constantly like uh, seemingly striking out, right, in terms of getting the where I wanted to be with my writing, getting the time or getting the publications that I wanted or, you know, and then but I think the key there is and for writers, especially, and I, I think this is true for all artists, I think we say this for writers, but I think it extends to everybody that if you want to be a writer, you have to get really used to a life of rejection. So you just have to like, sort of just like, okay, I'm going to, you know, there's going to be times when I don't, I'm not going to win. And you just got to keep on going, right? The best writers have always done this, you know? Um, so that's a really important thing to remember as artists that um, it's not always, you know, oh, I won this grant or I published this book or this person wrote about, uh, you know, my my art or something like this. It's a lot of it's a lot of struggle, too. And and that's like the stuff that we don't see on Instagram. Yeah. We, we usually see like yeah. on, uh, us on stage. We kind of see the build, the, the end result. But there's so much that leads up to it. And as Drake would say, they weren't with me shooting in the gym. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> like that's being in the gym. Yeah. You know, like work, working and uh, pra the practicing that leads up to the game, which is yeah. the book or the the graduation or the grant or something like that. So, yeah. and just... I know, you know, because like, you you know, we, we talked about this too, the amount of hard work it is to be an artist and to survive and to make your dreams come true it's it's work you know yeah. Is, yeah the other day i was telling someone i was like i feel like i just just started and they're like you've been doing this for 14 years how <laughs> do you even say that and i'm like yeah. i said no because you're always learning something new that takes you kind of to this new level and i kind of yeah. look at like life as this never-ending learning lesson you know it's like all right I don't want to stop learning. That's my goal is to just keep learning forever. Yeah. Never be too old too. to learn or, oh, she's older than me or, or she, uh, what do they know? Oh, they're, they're 50 years older than me or this yeah. kid's only seven. What could I, no, I, I could learn from anyone. Yeah. Listen, I, I always think about in terms of, I was talking about this um, recently with a few people, but that when you like it, for over the past few years, I've become like increasingly professionalized in terms of my writing and my writing career and all of this, you know, in terms of selling books and having an agent and doing all of this work. But what I miss and what I've been trying to remind myself about is like the sense of play that it drew me to write in the sense of like, why did I love to write? Like as a kid, you know, the idea that I could create characters and that I could create these stories and that, you know, and yeah, I tried yeah. to remind myself to go back to that. And, and to do that, you have to get yourself out of this, like, I'm a specialized professional, like, you know, doing this, this special work, like, you yeah. have to go and, 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 and put your, your, your defenses down to explore and do different things. Like, and I, I think about this in terms of also thinking about other types of art, and other types of genres, you know, and 
being allowed to be shitty at something, right? I'm sorry, I don't know if I being allowed oh, yeah. to be terrible at something, you know, like yeah, it, 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 I don't need to be the best painter, right? But like to be able to paint to express myself in that way, and that might enrich my writing in in some way. Yeah, so I've been thinking about that a lot, giving myself permission to try other things that normally I I wouldn't, you know, because I thought, oh, that's not me. I don't know how to do that. There, there's been a phrase that's been it because I always ask people on the pod, like, describe yourself in a few words. But mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing by doing that because we're so many <laughs> more. We could do and be anything. You know what I mean? For yeah. me, it's more or less yeah. for writing the description of the show. But like, I love that. Like, you can't. You don't have to limit yourself. Even if you're not a master at it, yeah, pick up the keyboard and just and just play around and, and like, oh wow, now you're getting used to like messing up because we're yeah. kind of we become so talented in what we're doing, yeah, it almost becomes robotic and it's like, yeah. all right, like yeah. for me, I don't even think about designing anymore. Like I kind of have mm-hmm. design structures in my mind yep. and I just tap into them, and mm-hmm. it's almost like breathing now. Yeah. And I'm this like is so interesting. I'm not being I'm not being creative. I'm just tapping into these little formulas that I've created at any moment mm-hmm. to make anything. Yeah. But then it's cool to like play a video game or yeah. to like yeah. play Fortnite with my little cousin or even just yeah. learn about it and be like completely aloof to what's going on and yep. just be a sponge to it. And it, it yep. does you're right. It does something to you. That's so true. Yeah, I was thinking about like I was I had to do a translation to graduate and I, my Spanish is like kindergarten level, you know, and I, and I was working through the translation and I was like, wow, this is so out of my, you know, this is so out, you know, translators are, I admire them so much and they are brilliant human beings who do such beautiful work, you know, and I, so I, when I came to it, I was like, oh, this is definitely something that is, this is like, I am out of my, you know, uh, this is definitely something that is way above <laughs> what my skill set, right? But I also was like, oh my God, this is so wonderful to do this and to not be an expert at it and to learn and to, yeah. and I just realized so much about writing as I was doing the translation um, and about writers too. So it was, it was, it was a great moment. Yeah. I want to do more yeah. of that. I yeah. want to be a student more often. Yeah, what I do a lot, Claire, when I'll like go to a, what do I do? I'll go to a career day. It's crazy because I've now I'm in all these schools. I don't even get to do these career days. (laughs) But when I used to, I would start sitting before Mm -hmm. I would talk to them. And I'm like, I'm here to tell you about what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but I'm also here to learn from you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, no matter how old I get, I want to learn something new. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is my story, whatever, yeah. but I love, I love what you said. You, you just want to keep learning. And that, that yeah. to me is everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so amazing. You know, Staten Island, there's so much history. You know, you, you grew up here, yeah. fam, you, you were raised here. Maybe you could kind of think of some highlights kind of growing up or even recently that, that maybe we could kind of t- uh, tap into you know there's such a rich history here what yeah. are some moments that really like were important to you or you know or that just it could even been a birthday with like 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I, and I mentioned this to you before, like, I think this, this Amazon union, like, I, I just think that it's so wonderful yeah. that that type of work happened in Staten Island. Cause I, I think there's a couple of things, like you don't think of Staten Island when you think about like, we're going to bust up Amazon and <laughs> you know, like, and form a union. Right. Like, and that, that yeah. to me is, is, but I, that is a part of Staten Island that I love. I just love it. I love the underdog nature of it. You know, mm-hmm. I love the the hidden parts that don't get talked about, you know, and uh, and that for me is so exciting. And in my writing, when I wrote about tonight, I write about a lot of ugly things too, but I also like to write about the things that people don't know about, the unexpected and, you know, these wonderful victories. And so that was, that was something that stuck out to me. Um, I think a lot about the the types of art and artists that people don't know about he, that that came from here, like you know, like Audre Lorde, who lived here, and uh, and a lot of her her poetry actually has images from the island in it, the ferry, the you know, the water. Like these are these are landscapes that make their way into her poetry. But again, nobody ever says Audre Lorde and thinks of Staten Island, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a it's a it's a mistake that people make, right? Um, yeah. But it's also this wonderful moment when we can talk about the the rich traditions that have have come up here. Yeah, that 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 Amazon thing is awesome. My I have right. a bunch of friends that work there. Yeah, the that was empowering for them, and it's just uh, it's true. We really are underdogs. Um, we're underlooked. A lot of the time, <laughs> yeah. we're last on the shout outs whenever anyone does a hip hop show or <laughs> forgotten about. They'll say Long mm-hmm. Island before Staten Island. But it's yeah. so odd because it's like Wu Tang Clan is one of the best, you know, like it's just yeah. one of the best hip hop groups of, you know, in our history. And it's, but there's, <laughs> but for some reason that doesn't connect with people. They're yeah. like, yeah. It's because a lot of people haven't even been here. I, I've interviewed so many people and I'm like, they're like, no, I, I drove by, I drove past it to get to Jersey or, yeah. and it's kind of like this, this kind of segue to get to the next place. And I'm yeah. like, I was like, yo, next time you're here, hit me up and I'll, I'll show you a couple of spots. Yeah. Show you a good time. <laughs> I miss the island a lot. So I what really- are, what are a couple of spots? Um, You know, cause they call it Staten Italy, but. <laughs> There's so much more than just Italian food, even though, you know, the Italian food is on lock here. Oh, my God. It's so delicious. I miss it so much now that I'm in the Midwest. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad over here. They put really? cream cheese on pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a white pie is not cream cheese on pizza. It's ricotta. <laughs> oh, shit. And I made the mistake of biting into it. And it was just terrible. And it's just, oh, man. <laughs> It was so sad, but uh, <laughs> I miss Italian food. I also miss, you know, like um, the Sri Lankan food. Oh man, there's that spot on oh, Victory, yeah. and I'm forgetting the name. And but that spot, I loved um, at uh, the Carter Center right across the street. That little bodega they used to sell the pastelitos. Well, they don't. They still sell it now. I mean, I'm just not there. <laughs> I used to go there and get <laughs> and buy like five for like a dollar each and. And just oh my god, destroy them <laughs> at my desk <laughs> while working with the kids. But uh, yeah, I miss all of those spots. I miss Caribbean oh, yeah. food. There's not a lot of Caribbean spots out over here either. But um, yeah. Yeah. Port Richmond, 
St. George. Yeah. There's yeah. just so many little gems that, mm-hmm. and you don't know how many times I tweet uh, Claire about one of my favorite Spanish food spots in Westerly mm-hmm. closing down. Oh, and which one? There's there was Cusco. Oh. There was this empanada spot. Oh. Literally, and they're open for like six months. Yeah. And and I'm like, I wish I talked to them because, like, I don't know if Westerly gets it. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand. And um, yeah. it's crazy. Somebody told me that the Marie's Gourmet on, well, this is in Spanish food, but the one on Victory closed down too. From the, oh, really? Is that true? Yeah, I don't. Somebody I, had, and I loved I that spot. That was right. Yeah, we we, we went there for like a to celebrate one of the uh, Carter Center things. Um, oh my God, we did the mentors. Yeah, yeah. 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 I. Last time I checked, it it is there, but I don't drive past there that often. I got to double check. Maybe they were mistaken. Somebody okay. was like, oh, yeah, the pandemic got them. So I hope, Marie's Gourmet, if you're listening, I hope you're still alive there. <laughs> <laughs> that was there like maybe four or five months ago, and they were there. Yeah. So Good, good. So uh, for anyone who maybe is on Staten Island, they're like, oh, what are Claire's spots? Like, where, where could you, where would you recommend to someone? Because I know you know oh, some hidden gems. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know how hidden they are. I think for anybody on Staten Island will be like, oh, yeah, I love that place, too. <laughs> I love Besos. Like, I'm always over there. Um, I love riding by, I actually like riding in the terminal. I don't know if that's, I, I love having a beer on the ferry and riding. There's something about that, mm-hmm. that it's my favorite. A lot of the my book, the, my first book especially, was written on that boat at coming home from work on that boat with a you know with a with a beer um and looking out at the water so those are those are the big that was a a big part of of my time on the island i loved you know i love the carter center i miss just like the community events that would happen there um i mean you you guys were always having great events i remember so and like the park what's the name of that park where they uh 50 50 oh it was oh yes 55 that was that one but i was even thinking of that you know how they always had that uh, i think natalia had it uh, once a year at the favorite park yes favorite park yep, yes yep, yep. It's so beautiful i remember that that event um with so many so many wonderful places and i think yeah. that they get overlooked or people don't see them you know okay. it's true it's true and lately they're really the there hasn't been too many events and um i've oh, had i've had to put a lot of my energy in in other basket projectivity too they're in the city now they're doing all these different things so yeah. i i you know anyone out there listening yeah i, I but i i see they're doing saint george day soon yeah there so there is there is stuff but those art shows with like 60 artists uh is missing um, yes yes i may have to do a workshop and just show people like yo you want to do an event with 60 artists this is how you do it um i may not <laughs> be able to do them that much but here's the here's the little step by step it, yeah. you know, don't overthink it um but do it because the island could needs that stuff but no that's a that's amazing you know you you reminiscing about you know the story of you just being on the ferry after work because there's to like to feel that it, it, it there's like I always, I've been saying it a lot, but like there's a there's like a power in pain and as crazy as it it feels in the moment, like no, That's I right. don't want to deal with this. 
this sucks. Like, I don't want to feel this. But, like, coming home after a long day, going through everything you went through, and then venting on a boat. That's right. I can't imagine how that felt for you. You know, to yeah. be able to hit, to feel that moment. Yeah. Sorry, my dog is. I was oh, like no. debating whether to let her in or let her oh, out. Yeah, I think she might be louder do. inside, so I'll leave her out. I'll leave her outside. But okay, I was right. trying to. I was trying to manage whether to bring her, <laughs> but she's she's fine. She's just she's she's beefing with the dog next door. <laughs> um, uh, what do you call it? You know, I I I definitely I think art and writing are ways that are not only you know f- for me in terms of being professional or, you know, or my scholarship or anything like that have been ways for, to, to survive, right? Like they were, as a young girl writing stories, like helped me feel um, control over things. I think Virginia Woolf has this wonderful essay in her memoir where she talks about putting the pieces together, that as a writer, putting the pieces together, making the plot work and the characters, like, that it, it gave her this sense of control that it could no longer hurt her. Whatever she was writing about could no longer hurt her. I mean, and whether or not that's true, I know that's like, you know, like we, Virginia Woolf ultimately kills herself, right? But, you know, like it is, uh, it, I think that what she's saying is it made it so that she could survive that day, right? You know, and so we don't know what, where Virginia Woolf would have been, it, you know, if she had no writing whatsoever. And, and so it's, I, I think that there's an incredible amount of power with art. We've talked about this before, especially when we're working with young people, what it can bring to uh, young people in schools, you know, to, which is why it's a shame that so many times that the arts programs are the ones that get cut first. Um, because sometimes that's, that's the only place where Kate can express themselves you know that day right it's so real yeah. it's so it's so healing you know just to be able to like i literally look back in my life claire and i'm like damn i wish i was writing about how i felt when i was feeling this stuff yes. i don't know like yeah. to be able to just kind of take a minute and put something in perspective yeah because things are just happening so fast and you, you blink yeah. and you're like, oh, wow, I'm 34 now. I, uh, I, I was just 20. Right. What just that? And who knows? I think about it. I'm like, if I was writing, I have no regrets. Everything I went through, I had to go through mm-hmm. to get to where I am. But I'm like, I feel like life would have been a little different if I was mm-hmm. taking a little bit of time and just writing down. Damn, this happened. Today? What happened? Yeah. What's this all about? And then even to look back, like on Throwback Thursday, look back 20 years and be like, damn, I was going through this at 16. Yeah. That would yeah. be the one advice I would give my kid. Like, yo, just just write. Just write a little bit. Yo, oh, yo, I went to the park. I was feeling good. Oh, my mo- mom and dad took me to dinner. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, I- you start to see patterns. Like therapists actually have people do this, you know, like they write about their lives in order to see what are the thoughts that sort of circle through their head constantly? And, but also like, what are the things that, what are the things we say to ourselves that stop us, right? That we may not even know that we're saying that to ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna do that because I'm just not good at it or they're not gonna like me or whatever, right? Like, and, or maybe I think this person thinks this about me, so I'm not going to engage with them, right? But, you know, you may not, that may not even be true, right? Like you have all of this junk in your head 
that we carry with us, right? And some of it is necessary for us to survive, right? Because we mm -hmm. we we sort of take an inventory of, of everything around us and think, okay, I have to do this in order to, you know, like get through the day. But some of it is damaging, right? Some of it is just not true. Yeah. So in writing sometimes helps you realize it. I'm gonna let my beast of a dog and I think it's time. Of course. <laughs> I think she'll be good. I think she'll be good. <laughs> All right. Now there there's times, Claire, where thoughts will come in my mind. Yeah. And I'll be like, where did this come from? Why am I even right. thinking this yeah. way? Yeah. And I'm like, where did this maybe I'm just alone too much and I'm not talking to too many people throughout the day that I could think to even talk to myself about that but it's like when i because there could be a, a moment where maybe i'm feeling a vibe that isn't the best mm -hmm. and i try to catch it and i'm like yo where did you get this from man was this yeah. taught to you was this handed down is this was this were you trained by someone mm -hmm. where did this come from that's right yeah and especially in the work with, I mean, it's so easy for us, like when we work with young people to see it, we're like, this person just like is really shy. We need to get them out of their, their, their shell. And like, if we just give them one really great moment where they are doing something awesome, where they see themselves as a great basketball player or a great artist or a great singer or whatever, that'll transform them. Right. But like, sometimes it's easier to do that for somebody else as opposed to ourselves, you know? oh yeah oh yeah i tell that to anyone i give advice i'm like yo i have it. i have it so easy right now i'm just gonna tell you because i don't got to do anything i'm just gonna tell you my take <laughs> but i'm like you kind you have it harder you have to yeah. live with it all you got to deal with it you got to handle you got all these other variables i said yeah. i know i got it easy so it's easier said but but then i'm like yo i, I try to tell them like try to look at it as one plus one mm -hmm. try not to look at it as 75 plus seven yeah. divided by six <laughs> and i said i i'm guilty of it doing my own thing but i was like the minute i could kind of make it simple math yeah i want to go here i want to i want to feel this i need to do this what do i got to do to do it and then yeah. put them together it helps at least me and no and you're doing amazing work i'm, I'm proud that to oh, have you as a you. friend someone who's just been oh, helping you for you. so long now you're teaching at um you're at the university of south carolina yeah i'm gonna head over there um in august and it's that is also a weird thing like i didn't think like i i mean i was adjuncting but like now to to be a tenure track professor means that like a lot of things open up for me that um i didn't see happening you know for example when we first met like maybe eight years ago like yeah. i i don't think i i had envisioned that life for me or thought that it was in the cards and so it happening is just like a very like it was like a very emotional moment to finally see things fall in place in that way a little scary but you know exciting yeah, yeah no you've been paying your dues and <laughs> Paying the dues and the interest <laughs> for being late. <laughs> I always say, if you're willing to work your ass off for 14 years, success happens overnight. Yeah, it's so true. Oh my god, it's so just true. Be willing to work 14 years on yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and just dedicate yourself, and you're gonna find a way. And like, yeah. you're just someone who's just found a way. 
like yeah. and found routes that people didn't even know. Oh wow, I to get paid to go to school to learn this to do like there's a lot out there and i would say this like i think and i try to you know talking with with the young people we worked with like you know half of the half of the battle is just finding the resources and sometimes that's just sitting down in front of a computer and like for two hours just googling right like what do you want to be you want to learn music engineering free music engineering program, Google that, where can you find that information? You know, I think that that is, that is half the, half the battle, right? Yeah. I tell anyone, I'm like, if you're home bored, your job should be working as if you had a job, but looking for jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Even (laughs) even if it's doing them for free, so people will love you and know how amazing you are. And then tell everyone how amazing you are. It's I, said, I call it planting seeds. That's make right. Make that your job. I said, oh, you. I, people tell me they're bored. I was yeah. like, I'm like, yo, you're 23 and you're bored. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, oh, this, the time is the time. You don't know. You're going to be 43 soon. Yeah. And you won't even know it. And, yep. you know, and, the, and those Jordans aren't aren't going to pay off your car loan yeah <laughs> maybe they will if you have if they're the right ones but yeah there's so many i mean and i'm are. not i mean i've made a lot of mistakes i had a bank of america credit card i just paid off maybe two three years ago <laughs> and i've been paying for those same christmas presents for like <laughs> 15 years i quit a job and they put my rent on that credit card one year and it was a bad move wow. <laughs> yeah so no i it, like there's a lot there's a lot to learn yeah but i think about that too like how much time i wasted when i was an undergraduate where i was like i'm bored i have nothing to do there's nothing here to do i'm in waterville maine there's no party there's no dancing there's there's never (laughs) dancing it was always like these kids who like just very like elite you know students and like they would just like go to somebody's room with like a handle of vodka and i would be like this is so bored i'm so bored (laughs) right now right but i i think back and i was like claire you know they had a great library there if you would have just taken some time (laughs) and gone there and read all those books you could have written so much you know but i didn't you know you don't know like when you're young you don't you know it's true it's you're not thinking about that when you're 19 or 20 right of course of course and here I am saying, oh, I wish I wrote when I was 20. So we we all can yeah. look back yeah. when you get a little old. And I think that's what's the blessing about being an educator, a teacher, a mentor. We've gone through some stuff yeah. and it's probably way different. And the, the kids that we know have gone through way, way more. I, I know at least me gone yeah. way, way more than I ever will. Times yeah. a million. Yeah, but I like, think about that with a lot of the young people we worked with. Yep. You could just plant a little bit of hope and make someone believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it's amazing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what would you tell someone? You know, they're paying their dues. They're in the beginning of their grind. You know, they feel like it's never going to end. Because, yeah. you know, I, I've seen you in the last decade, literally, you, as you said, you were paying all these different things you even had to put your your bills on a card to, to do this to do, <laughs> the school thing yeah. but you always found a way and here you are and, you know you're you're about to release your your next book which i'm super yeah. excited about you're about to teach at this amazing school you just got your phd you know like 
What oh, would you man. tell someone who who's on the ferry right now? You know, they are working three jobs. Like, yeah. they may just have the beer in their hand and their pen in the other hand. Like, what would yeah. you tell these people? You, you you can't. I know this sounds so banal, like, but you cannot give up. Like, you really can't. Like, there's going to be some days when it's like it seems like you it's not happening you're not where you are you don't like who you are or where life is or what you're doing but you cannot give up you have to keep on going for what you love and i would also say to plant seeds you know like when is like you said like sometimes i'll i would show up to an event a reading and just sit there like just learn and and, and hear from other people then maybe one day i would meet a a, a really great writer or a poet and then later on you know a few weeks later they might they might invite me to a workshop right and then i'm doing and then i'm writing a poem or a story that later turns into a story that got, gets me into an mfa program you know you plant seeds wherever you are for your dreams to come true and think about think about where you want to be in your life and how much time you spend right now towards that right and i know that that's hard because we also have to recognize that like a lot of us we have to work doing shitty things we don't love right? in order to pay our rent but also manage to spend whatever that if it even if it's just 15 minutes a week right that yeah. give that 15 yeah. minutes to yourself to be whether it's like, i want to become a nurse or i want to learn how to produce music or i want to learn fashion you know put 15 minutes towards that once a week and you're going to see the things come from it right um those those are the big things that i would be kind to yourself this world is so awful every day you see something ridiculous it's like um i think i was i was on twitter and i saw it was like one headline about the atrocities that were happening in ukraine um and then and then it's like Zoe Dashnell has bangs now and everybody's distracted. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like what is this yeah, world yeah. where these two headlines exist together in the same feed, right? And so be kind to yourself and be kind to others um, when you can. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so amazing. And you know, to just hear your story, and I'm looking forward to reading your next story, which is oh, it's in you. the works. I don't know if we could announce it or not, or uh Oh That's yeah, you can. It, but I'm really. What happened to Ruth Ramirez is a it's a novel. It's coming out with Grand Central at Hachette um, next uh, spring. In fact, my editor just emailed me with the production schedule, so we're really excited. And we also, I th there's it's also in conversation being optioned with for film stuff. So we're excited about that too. Um, but yeah, so it's a lot of good things. A lot of good things. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm so, I'm just so proud, you know, just and. You know today to just hear your story and to you know to hear about the grind you know and the the not so pretty stuff you know because we may see you you throw someone throw up their graduation cap but it's like how many hours how many minutes went into that to, to for that and you know you're living proof that you could juggle a lot of things and you could really and you could just turn it into your dream of reality and it's just so inspiring to hear your story and likewise you're an inspiration i love the positivity i love everything <laughs> what i i know when i go and and to anything that is your social media that it's gonna be like <laughs> uplifting and it's going to 
make me like okay get on your like get on your grind like focus did you do what you needed to do today so yeah um uh, likewise i appreciate that and so for anyone that's looking to uh find you um i know your books are on maybe what sites let people know where the because i know you got one out that's uh doing amazing I've, too. Yeah, I have Stan Allen's is a short story collection that was out of Johns Hopkins. You can get that from probably any bookstore, you know, like if you um online, you know, if you Google it, it'll pop up right away. And uh the the other the other book isn't coming out till the spring. So that'll come you can stay tuned on I'm on Twitter unfortunately. <laughs> Speak of the opposite of positivity. <laughs> I'm on Twitter and every day I want to get off and I just like, but I'm like, how can I get off Twitter? I actually am one of the yeah. few people who's like, I prefer Facebook to Twitter. And I know that makes me sound like, <laughs> like really old, but I, nah, I'm just like, oh, Facebook is just like family and friends sharing pictures of their kids. And I like that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, Twitter is like everybody's, you know, two second hot take and takedown of somebody. And I yeah, yeah. can stand it, but I am there if people are looking for more information about the book. Okay. And the uh, Twitter is your, Oh, the handle's your... at Claire D. Jimenez. Got it. Got it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So Claire, thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. Um I'm just uh I can't wait to see the new book. Uh, congrats on all the amazing work on on um the new job and the PhD and just just to I'm just inspired just thinking about it, you know. I I remember you at the Carter Center after leaving your job to then go to another job to then yeah. teach somewhere else and I was like damn like how did how does she even have time and and still she's like I got to go walk the dog <laughs> and I got to go to St. John's or something and I'm like damn and I was like I'm done with oh, my yeah. day and I was like yo oh, she, she's going somewhere and here we are like 8 years later I'm I'm just so proud and literally oh. there's a ray of light shining right behind <laughs> it's pretty awesome Aww, thank um, you. so that's definitely a metaphor of your future thank you thank you and congratulations to you too friend thank you <laughs> thank of course thank you so tonight we learned some amazing things from my friend she just she just made it work even though it may have seemed like it wasn't working or all she was doing was working but she made it work <laughs> and even on the times where she was the most tired she found time for herself to write to express herself and it was just a journey ever since she was a young a young lady to even now she just hasn't stopped and all during that time she found time to help others educate people be there and just didn't make any excuses just went for it so you could learn so much from this episode uh, make sure to give her support on her book stories of staten island and then the new book that's coming out and um and follow her journey and remember when i say don't stop dreaming i mean going out and going for it uh, just as my friend said here even if you're very busy and you're doing a bunch of shit that maybe isn't the most perfect thing putting 15 20 minutes aside to be kind to yourself makes a big difference that's right so claire you're always welcome back and hey. i and we i wish you nothing but the best i can't wait to see everything else that you do in the future you too you too